Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Once again, I'm very excited to have this conversation today. As you may or may not know, um, I am a money and life coach for hairstylists. What I do is I essentially help coach stylists on building a better relationship with their money. Sure, we go over the action steps, but it's a lot more of the internal struggles that we deal with daily when it comes with holding ourselves accountable, trusting ourselves with our financial decisions, um, and just taking control of your money in a way that is going to help you take control of your business and your life. So in this episode, I am talking to one of my past clients, Joanne. She is from Virginia, very close to me, even though I have haven't got a chance to hug her in person yet. It'll happen one day. Um, And I am asking her what it looked like for her to get her financial shit together. She is going deep. She is telling all the things. um, And I could not feel more honored that she has felt safe enough to have this conversation with me and for you to hear. So one-on-one coaching is hands down one of my favorite things that I get to do in this career. I love connecting with you on a different level. I love diving in deeper to your own unique um, struggles, experiences, all of the things. So if this is something that is calling to you, if you listen to this and you're like, oh my God, you know, I feel this, I need this please click the link in the bio below or the bio in my Instagram or the link in the show notes below and go ahead and apply for one-on-one coaching. One-on-one is, again, I've said it already, but it is literally what lights me up. It is the thing that is changing your lives, okay? Um, So definitely go give that a look. See if it's something for you. And if you listen to this, and like I said, and you, you just in your heart, you're like, holy shit, I need this. Please apply. Let's chat. Let's see if it's right for you. Um, I am very transparent. You can go on the website, see how much it costs, all of the things um, and how it works. And yeah, so hopefully we get to work together because again, 
at the end of the day, we are all trying to elevate the industry and getting your financial shit together is the epitome of being able to elevate the industry and taking control of your money, taking control of your life, having a passion and being able to create the life that you want around that passion is everything. That is my goal. That is what I want you listening to do for yourself. I want you to live the life that you love and taking control of your money and your um, feelings about money, your relationship with money can be the very thing that helps. So please enjoy. And again, if this resonates with you, click the link underneath and um, let's work together. And the last thing before we get directly into the episode, I just want to apologize in advance for the echo that pops up from time to time in this episode. I did my best to try and edit it out. Um, I am not a audio editor, so... (laughs) please still enjoy it there is still so much good shit in here so do not discount it again it does not happen throughout the whole thing or I would just scratch this episode completely because this shit drives me nuts but we do things messy around here and the message is still there you're still going to get some amazing info and hopefully some inspiration on getting your financial shit together so here you go friends Joanne welcome to the cash confident stylist podcast I'm excited about our chat today me too So before we get started, I want you to just tell the listeners, who are you and what do you do? Um, I, my name is Joanne Bollinger and I am an independent hairstylist at Tiger's Eye Hair Studio in Richmond, Virginia. Yes, not far from me. And you were one of my one-on-one clients with my coaching program. Um, So we're going to talk about money today. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I really want to start. I would have said previous. <laughs> exactly. And it, that's exactly why we're having this conversation, right? I think that um, I'm really trying, especially with this podcast, to like have more open money conversations and more real money conversations um, than I think people are used to having. So I want to, first of all, before we even get started, thank you so much for being willing to come and chat about this in general with me. This isn't our first money chat. Yeah, of course. So last year you hired me to work together, right? What made you want to hire a money coach in the first place? Well, I didn't even really know you existed (laughs) because I came across your Instagram. Somebody had shared it and it was just like, wow, this is exactly what I need, especially because you're a hairdresser too. And it was like so specific to what I needed that I just, I felt like I had to. And at that point too, I was feeling broke, quote unquote broke, like mentally and financially. And I was just kind of like, I wouldn't say rock bottom, but I knew that something needed to be done. And I was just like, I'm just going to jump head first I'm broke anyways like I didn't even care how much it was gone because I just like I know this is gonna help me right now when you say you were feeling broke like what kind of what else was going on like was there just anything like what where were you in that place like mentally I was feeling a lot of shame and a lot of guilt just kind of like broken that way I was also feeling Um, a sense of lack in a lot of areas of my life. Um, But I knew that at this point, because I I had started therapy and things like that, I knew that 
the money issue had a lot to do with it. Mm. But I just didn't know where to go or how to talk about it. Right. So I discovered you. I was like, oh, my God, this is like, this is amazing. And then I followed you for a while. And I was like, this is my person. Like, I have to. (laughs) I love. So this is like a perfect segue because money is like a a super scary topic for a lot of people. Um, And people are very hesitant to discuss it, especially with a stranger. Right. Like we did not know each other besides my Instagram posts at the beginning. Um, so how did it feel during the process of like deciding that you needed support, like as far as discussing money with a stranger? Um, I felt like, of course, anxious, but after our first, even just little chat before we even started like the coaching sessions, I immediately felt more comfortable. Like you just immediately made me feel like you're not a stranger. And I think that because we had kind of similar stories too, it made me feel even more comfortable sharing certain things with you. Um, It did feel weird to like cry in front of you. And and for the record, for anyone listening, everyone cries, (laughs) which is not funny, but like, it's like, it's so normal to have those emotions, but it it's like every I every time it happens, I want to be like, you're not the only one because I think somebody thinks that they're the only ones who do it. I'm like, no, like it's <laughs> it's it, it. I cry talking about money sometimes still to this day. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just brings up so much emotion. You're like, I didn't even know this was connected. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, OK, so we start talking about money just between us. How did it start to trickle into your life? like communication wise around money? I started, first I started realizing, I'm not going to say what I was doing wrong, but I started, I I recognized a pattern, which is like huge. Um, And once I was able to kind of get verbiage, because working with you gave me lots of great verbiage, um, it started, I don't know, it just started becoming easier to talk to myself about and to even talk to my partner about. That took a while, but. <laughs> well, you have to get comfortable with it within yourself first before yeah. it's easier to, you know, kind of go in with somebody else about it. Absolutely. Because before working with you, I mean, even just the thought of like opening my bank account and looking at it gave me so much anxiety. Right. And so right. that you know, that was like also with paying bills and just all anything having to do with finances, I would just avoid because it was just so stressful to me. Right, right. And do you feel like you and your partner now have a good communication around money? We do. Yeah. 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 Thank goodness. (laughs) It's not like a, it's not a fight. Right. (laughs) That's so important though, because it's a fight. It's either a fight or not a conversation at all for so many people. Right. Yes. And it's like, no, you have to deal with money forever for like the rest of your life. Like you got to talk about it at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's, so, let's make it world go around. Like we have exactly. to talk about it. Exactly. And if you think about it, I mean, till the day you die, you have to deal with money. Yes. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> unfortunately, it's never going to go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when we first exactly. started working together, what were some of your goals? Um. Definitely to get out of debt. I was feeling like this um, sense of urgency because 
my son started middle school. And so I, I, of course, that's when the should start. Like I should have my shit together by now, but, (laughs) but just, I, um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. (laughs) What were your goals at the time? To get out of debt, (laughs) um, to be able to have a savings, just to have a savings, um, and to be able to like, more efficiently run my business because I'm independent. Like that was a huge motivation for me to hire you too. Even though you're not necessarily a business coach per se, you definitely helped me with the money aspect of it. Oh, that makes Um, me happy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What other goals did I have? Those were like the bigger ones, basically to get out of debt, to, to buy a house, or at least to save money to buy a house and to have like an emergency savings. So did you hit any of these goals? Yes, I actually, I'm not out of all of my debt, but I've paid quite a few things off Mm -hmm. um, since we've worked together. And that's funny because that kind of happened all at what time at the end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of realized one of the patterns that I realized I was doing is that I was paying debt off. Like I was putting myself in debt to pay debt off. Like I was getting loans and just keep, I would just keep getting loans and basically like living off of these loans because I had good credit. So it's like no problem for me to get a loan ever. (laughs) And it was just like, I was just never going to get out of that, that kind of that vicious cycle. Yeah. It was like definitely, definitely a survival mode tactic, I think for me, because I was just like, what can I do to like, take care of things I got to take care of right now. Not like, how is this going to affect me a month or even like a year from now when I'm still stuck with this debt? Right. I used to do the same thing. I would I would feel out of control with the debt that I had. And I would find ways to feel like I was doing something towards getting out of it, but I wasn't actually doing things. So I would start moving things around like into different accounts or different loans, just like you said. And it would feel like I was doing something. But it wasn't doing anything. I mean, maybe it was taking some interest off of a credit card or something, you know, but yeah, it's it's and I think that's actually a very common thing is, again, it gives you that like, oh, I'm I am making a plan when there's no not really the plan behind it. It's really just like if I move this around, it feels better. It's almost like that um, gives you that dopamine hit, I guess, you know. Yeah. And I also felt like this is normal. Like, doesn't, I kind of just, not that everybody does it, but I'm like, I just used to have this mindset where like everybody's struggling right now. And like, so this is like what, just what I have to do, you know, cause I'm, you know, just like, and it's like, no, you don't really have to, but it's just the like things we tell ourselves, you know, to keep us in this like cycle. It's so weird. Now, let me, Let me ask you this. Were you so before working together, were you having that like everyone struggling conversation in general in your life? Kind of like Mm -hmm. I would have it with certain clients. Yes. Uh How have your conversations changed in it? Um, Oh, like tremendously there. I thank goodness I have one client who I've been doing her hair for so long. And I love her and I'm so grateful for her. And she was the first person. I think this was like, I, I, after, right after I started working with you, 
And um, I told her about what I was doing with you, which was like, I'm usually very private. So that it was like a big deal. Um, and and I ha- I just had this great conversation with her about me being scared of money and like, just like things I had not ever told anybody. And even just that conversation felt so much more powerful and real than, you know, the whole like, God, it's just like so hard out here and we're all struggling. Everybody's got their problems. You know, it was actually more like a solution forward. Yes, I love that. That That's a quote that I like to always say, which I feel like sometimes it comes across. Um, uh, I don't know, a little weird, but like, it's like, I only want to hear about your problem once and then I want to talk solutions. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And this person, you know, I know she's that type of person. Not that she's going to like, I mean, in a way she'll hold me accountable because I'm going to see her again in eight weeks and she's, we're going to have that talk again, you know, but I trust her enough to like go there with her. And it's actually very healthy because I had you know, accountability with you and then accountability with like somebody else that I trusted. Yeah. You guys like my little, my little network. That's why I encourage the communication about money so much. So much. Because I'm going to turn down a little bit so I can hear myself talk. It's throwing me off. It's throwing me off. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, But it, you can find those people that are going through the same thing and y'all can encourage each other. You know, I think we're so scared that because we feel the shame and judgment that other people are going to feel the same. And people feel the same as we're feeling, not necessarily that they are going to judge and shame us. So when we start talking, I remember when I first started getting my shit together and I would have the conversations with my clients and I had people that were like on the same page as me, people who have gotten out of debt, they were my favorites to talk to because I would learn something from them. And then there would be the few people I'll never forget. I had this one older man when I was still doing um, men's cuts and he, he was like, you can't not use credit cards. You have to use credit cards. Everyone uses credit cards. And I'm just like, like, I'll never forget that conversation because I was Thank God I was in the mental space of going, no, your information is not what I need right now. Like he was very, he was much older, retired, like very financially stable. Like he knew how to deal with money. I did not, you know? So he was in a completely different place. And I could have taken what he said and be like, he's right. You know, he has money. I need to use credit cards. And so I think having those conversations can be really important as long as you understand like what someone else is saying and, and where it needs to fall into your life, right? Yes, like definitely considering the source because exactly. I have exactly. I can't even tell you how many times that's happened to me. You know, because yeah. you know, especially with older clients, you trust them, and you're just like, well, I guess that's how it is. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and and I think that that's the issue with how we grow up, right? It, Here, our parents, our parents. We learn, you know, from our parents what they're doing, what we're watching, and that really affects how we deal with money, you know? So it's kind of the same thing. And even if it's somebody that you love and you're close to, you still have to kind of consider the source. Well, do they have what you want? Are they doing the things that you want to be doing, you know? And if not, then maybe that's not the best person to take advice from. And that sucks when it's somebody that you love, you know? Oh, absolutely. Somebody that you love and that you trust so much. Yep. Um, 
yeah, it's weird. It's like, you know, because you don't know what you don't know, too, right? Like, you don't even know what they're telling you is, I wouldn't say not good advice, but, you know, you don't even realize. Or not the advice that you Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's some of the, that. That's why I always say that's, put yourself in rooms that you're uncomfortable in. You know, like have conversations that you're not just having those. Everything's hard. Everything's struggle. You know, then that's the cycle that you're going to stay in. But if you start having conversations with people that are teaching you something and doing a little more or doing the thing that you want to be doing, you're going to learn from it rather than just constantly being validated for how you feel. Exactly. It's just kind of like the, a hopeless feeling. Right. Exactly. It's this never-ending cycle. So what part of the process did you not expect when it came to getting your financial shit together? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't expect how emotional it was going to be. Yeah. Which, ne- looking back, I'm like, duh. <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> expect... Because, like, I didn't even know the term financial wound. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. And so learning, that was, like, unexpected, like, learning about all of that and kind right. of connecting, like, finances with trauma and all of that. Like, that whole connection, I did not expect. Right. Did you think it was just going to be spreadsheets and calculators and savings accounts? So like, I'm just going to get like a plan and, and we're just going to do it. Now, do you think you would have been as successful if it was just a plan? No. Why not? No, because it just, it, it, I wouldn't have gotten to like the roots of my problem. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gotten down to the bottom of what was really going on and like how all of this started. Like, how how did I get here in the first place? Right. Right. And that and that question alone opened up just so many, I don't know, thoughts and feelings. Yeah. And it made me remember. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course it makes sense. Of course this makes sense for me. Right. (laughs) Right. So how do you feel about money now? Um, I don't. I don't feel good or bad about it. I feel new, you know, like I feel neutral about it now. Yep. I love Um, that. That's what I help with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I feel like I understand it and I understand its place in my life better now, too. I mean, learning that money is a tool was extremely, extremely helpful. Um, And just kind of thinking of it that way. Instead of attaching all the other things to it that we do. The emotion is bad or it's yucky or like, or it's scary or or whatever, you know, it was just good just to simplify it in that way. Do you find yourself coaching yourself often? Oh, yeah. Because all those like inner voices still come up. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. And I still do, you know, stuff. But it's like, you know, I know where the track is now. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like now I know when I go off track. Right. And you can easily get back on. on. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm more aware. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this thing. I'm where I'm doing it. It's not impulsive. 
Right. You know, it's the impulsivity too is a huge thing. Yep. And I don't know, like I do, I do want to touch on too the fact that like I do have uh, PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. I don't know if anybody will relate to this, but most of my impulsive spending would be during that time. Mm-hmm. So during like the seven to 10 days before my period, right? Because I was just, right. I was being impulsive. I felt yucky. I felt depressed. I was trying to make myself feel better. And so even learning that pattern was huge too. That was like a huge, huge light bulb for me. So what do you do now in those times? So my favorite thing I like to do is actually go to the thrift store. Yeah. Because I feel like I can like get that feeling because it's just the feeling I'm looking for, right? It's not ever the thing. So I'll go to the thrift store or like I'll get online and I'll just fill my cart up. You know, I'll just fill yep. it up and then I just won't buy it. You know, <laughs> I don't need this shit, you know, but it feels good to just like fill your cart up. I don't know, you know, just like stupid little stuff. It's not stupid, though. It's like right. things that are going to get you through. Yeah. I love the, the thrift store thing, idea. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, I mean, I know you can spend a lot in a thrift store, but it takes a lot more. Right. right exactly. Uh-huh. And so, and it's fun. I just like to do it, you know? So, um, and I actually, even after all the coaching, still had to coach myself out of getting another loan because mm-hmm. you're right. Like, you're like, at the end of like our our journey together, which it wasn't really the end, but our like one-on-one journey. You were like, the, I felt so good and so confident. And you were like, you know, these feelings are going to come up again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, okay. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then I find myself like three weeks later, you know, in this position. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. And I coached yeah. myself. I like did the numbers. I don't ever do numbers. Okay. That's not who I am. But like I coached myself out of making like a poor financial decision. And just that one thing gave me momentum, you know, after that. And I was like, the more I do this, the easier it's going to be. And actually, my husband and I just had a conversation about impulsive spending because he has ADHD. And it was beautiful because he was like, oh, my God, the other day, like I was going to buy something and I didn't. Yes. The more I do it, the easier it gets. And I'm like, yeah, babe. And like, we had never, I didn't even know he was feeling that way too. Yep. It's so true. I mean, because it's one thing when you're working with somebody, right? You know, you know, somebody's going to be on a call with you, calling you, but when they're gone, when I'm gone, whoever you're working with is gone, you have to coach yourself. So a lot of times in that time period, you're kind of slowly building the trust, but it's not fully there yet until you're on your own. It's like somebody holding a bicycle for you when you're trying to like ride a bike and then they finally let go, you know? So I love hearing that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great analogy. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you know, I always I I always do that in like children, right? Like you don't know how to walk, like you don't know how to look at your numbers, but then you slowly start, you know, maybe a little shaky at first, but eventually you're running down the street. Like, I don't know. I like analogies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, What would you say to the person who's listening to this who has maybe, you know, felt the way that you felt, has been on the fence? Want, want something. It doesn't even necessarily have to be me, right? I'm not, you don't have to like give a big testimonial for me necessarily. But what would you tell that person 
that wants to get their financial shit together and is scared. You just got to take that, that leap that only you can take. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, and what's the, the other analogy? Like you can bring a horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. Like you have to drink the water. Yes. Like you can only get to a certain point with other people holding you up. But when you finally do it for yourself, that is automatically starts building that trust with yourself. Like, wow, I did that. I And do do it scared. Like, do it scared. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Terrified. I was, like, so embarrassed and so ashamed and just felt so guilty and just, you know, all of these things. And that was really what was holding me back in the first place. Um, but you just really have to do it. And if you're on the fence about it, it's probably something you should just go ahead and do. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not watching it from afar and be like, oh, that seems okay. But if it's really connecting with you and you're like, oh my God, this is really speaking to me. Like, should I do it? Yes. Just yeah. do it. Yep. If you have the, the, the means, you know, and if you have the support, like definitely. Because it's one of the best, like, decisions I have made for myself, like, ever as an adult. I love that. And it's just going to continue to get better and better. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, so hopeful now. Yeah. And and to be clear, like, I haven't paid off all my debt. Like, I still have some debt and I still have, like, some shit to get through. But because I trust myself now, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel better. I just feel better about it. I and I can't scared. wait to get that <laughs> message when it's all gone. Oh, my God. Because it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, we work together. I work with everyone for six months. It doesn't happen in six months. It took me two years to pay off all of my debt. Yeah. You know? So it's definitely not. I think how many years it took how to get years? the debt. You know? <laughs> yeah. You have to, like, definitely be pa- patience is a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. And I am the most impatient person in the world. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to, I mean, you're going to have tears and it's going to be hard at times, but definitely a hundred, a thousand percent worth it. (laughs) Joanne, thank you so, so, so much for everything. I mean, trusting me through that process, coming on here and talking about it openly. Um, I appreciate you so much more than you even know. I cannot wait to see all of the things that you do with your money, with your business, with all of the things. Tell the people where they can find the you. Maybe they want to go and see your awesome hair that you do. Awesome hair that you do. Ooh, I love a good plug. Um, I am uh, mostly active on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at Bleach and Joan. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. Come follow me. Come talk to me. Yeah, if anybody listening to this has any questions, like feel free to like reach out. I'm a, I'm a pretty open book about it at this point. <laughs> Yay! That makes Yay. me happy right that there. Happy right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joanne, thank you so, so, so much. Thank you, Misty. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. 
You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.